0: Internet travelers, and welcome to an in-between show, kind
1: of. Yes, sort of.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm your co-host M.J. Smith,
1: and I'm your other co-host Corey Tyndall.
0: And uh, this is not necessarily a before
1: episode, though it kind of is. This is like a Frankenstein of an episode. Yes,
0: and you'll find <laughs> out why in a minute. This is the introduction to our before and after show summer movie extravaganza two. Yes, uh, the second summer in a row we've taken this, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, before we do, Corey, have you been watching anything this
1: week? I did get to go watch your wife sing opera.
0: You did? Over the weekend. That was
1: awesome. She was fantastic, by the way. Um, Of course she was. We'll have a clip of that later in the show. No.
0: Uh, (laughs) We might be able to do that, actually. That would be
1: sweet. I mean, this is a Frankenstein episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. not a ton. I did get to watch this, like, kind of quirky Tom Hanks movie called Larry Crown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have. It it was fun. I love Tom Hanks. Um, It has, like, interesting people in it, like Julia Roberts yeah. and George Takai. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just some interesting people. I think... I know Tom Hanks was a director on it. Didn't he help write it to... I think so. ...him and the other woman who... Mia Vardalos... Who did a uh, big fat Greek mm-hmm. wedding? That he was helped her with that. So I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, like it's not the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like a fun little. I don't know if character study is the right word, but it's kind of like, oh, here's Tom Hanks, and he's kind of this like down his look guy, and he goes back to college, and you know, he meets a uh, Julia Roberts character. So I mean, it was it was fun. So.
0: Yeah, I'm not the hugest fan of that movie. I mean, yeah. they're both pretty adorable throughout it, but that's kind of it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, There's, I don't know, there wasn't a lot going on in that yeah, movie
1: for me. There, I mean, like, like I said, there's nothing to, like, write home about. It's nothing, like, spectacular. It's just kind of like, oh, Tom Hanks, you know, and... I do love me some Tom Hanks. Yeah,
0: it's so. true. He's in this new movie called A Hologram for the, a King for yeah, the
1: King. Yeah, what, what is that?
0: I'm not entirely sure, but I'm kind of intrigued. I heard it was really bad, and then I read one review that was, like, really good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have no idea about that movie. I feel like it just kind of came out of nowhere. And
1: I was like, Tom Hanks? But, you know, like, if Tom Hanks is in it, I... We'll maybe go see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to not see it, probably. Yeah. Like, I'll probably get around to it eventually because of Tom Hanks.
1: I was having a Tom Hanks, like, dilemma because, like, my wife and I were staying in one night and we're like, oh, let's just find a movie to watch. And I was just like, okay, so I've narrowed it down to Larry Crown or The Money Pit. So oh man, <laughs> So, <laughs> so now I have to go back pit. and watch The Money Pit. Have you seen it? I don't think I have. Oh. I feel like i've seen chunks of it it's like one of those shows that was like on like a lot you know on like yeah. tnt or something yes. like when i was growing up and i haven't seen it all the way through have you
0: ever seen the burbs
1: no but i know he's in that too that would
0: be a fun double feature is to watch the money pit and the burbs back to back i think i i really like both those movies the burbs is super dark actually oh, really? <laughs> yeah it's really kind of messed up uh, but I, I like it. But is a... Money
1: Pit like a darker, or is it just like it's a comedy where it's like I know everything you know goes wrong. And...
0: Yeah, it's more of a farce, more okay. like a more like a Faulty Towers episode okay. stretched into a movie starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. All right, uh, I like that movie as well. There's a scene where Tom Hanks is just so overcome, like just so overwhelmed by how ridiculous this house is that he can't help but laugh hysterically and it's the f- one of the funniest things he's ever done. <laughs> uh, it's he just sells it so well and I and, like when I'm super overwhelmed to like when I'm shaking with anger but yeah. I also can't help but laugh. I think I've stolen that from him. <laughs> I think that's why I do it.
1: That's it, funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: Like, if I'm just at the wits end, I I will just start laughing uncontrollably, but also be raging inside. (laughs) And the way Tom Hanks sells it in this movie is so funny. Um,
1: It's so good. My father-in-law always references uh, Money Pit. Whenever there's, like, a situation that, like, becomes multiple layers, and it, like, becomes, like, this whole mess, and you're, like, it was supposed to be a lot simpler. He was always, like, oh, this is a Money Pit. Yeah. Like, he can't stand that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of funny. So... Yeah, Tom Hanks.
0: He's the best. America's big brother, Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah. What about you, MJ? What have you been watching this week? I've to
0: watched a handful of stuff, actually. Uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season yeah. two, we're almost done with. Uh, I think we're eight episodes in. Just great. It's yeah. just, it's so easy to watch, and you just watch a half hour of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Silicon Valley's back. I'm super excited to watch that, but I haven't gotten a chance to Yet I started watching this IFC show called Documentary Now. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's got uh, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen in it, Mm -hmm. and basically the concept is each episode is a parody of a different style of documentary. Oh. And it is so funny. Um, <laughs> the first episode is this beat-for-beat beat parody of a movie called Grey Gardens, which is a documentary from 1975. Mm-hmm. Super well-respected, part of the Criterion Collection. Yeah. It's part of the National Film Registry. I've never seen it! Uh, that entire episode is dependent on you having seen oh. Grey Gardens. <gasps> I'm sure it's very funny, but the thing with Bill Hader and Fred Armisen is they're so funny that they they get very specific in their humor oh, which is okay. the funniest stuff but it's also super dependent on you yeah. having seen it so there's just yeah. some homework i needed to do yeah. to really understand that episode i actually I, I found it on youtube and and watched a chunk of it and it made me understand the episode just the like two and a half minutes oh. I watched. <laughs> maybe under uh, understand the episode way more but yeah so it's good the second episode is a parody of vice documentaries mm-hmm. So they go from, like, this 1975 super old-school style of documentary to the super 2016, like... Yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous. It's so funny. The second episode, I was cracking up. It's really (laughs) funny. Um, Just the way they commit to a character is hilarious. And uh, the stuff they write is... Like, they just nail that style of a video. Like, for... like. For the first two minutes, everything is just in, like, comic book frames for no reason. Oh. (laughs) Uh, But that's exactly how Vice documentaries are. It's... uh, They just nail it. And so Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to watching some of the other ones. I might... Because each episode is very um, contained to its own style, I might watch just the ones that I'm familiar with because the third episode is... A parody of this movie called "The Nook of the North," which I haven't seen. I'm familiar with the style of documentary, but I've never seen any documentaries mm-hmm. in that style.
1: Yeah. So
0: it may be lost on me. But yeah. It, we'll see. We'll see. But there's the last two episodes are the par- are a parody of a music documentary, which is the most oh. like the yeah. <laughs> the category I've seen the most of, and I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Oh, I'm sure that'll be hilarious. Yeah.
0: Documentary now, first season is on Netflix. It's really funny if you if you've seen any sort of a documentary i think you'll yeah. find at least something to laugh at in it and then i also got to watch this oh i also watched uh Patton oswalt's new special talking over clapping which mm-hmm. uh was very good it's not his best i think he has one that's just incredible uh like an all-time classic comedy album and i kind of have wanted him to do another one yeah and he's <laughs> never Quite gotten there. Um, Patton Oswalt's Finest Hour is hilarious. If you want a really good comedy album, it's my favorite thing he's ever done. Uh, everything else, I'm not the hugest fan of, actually. Mm-hmm. But that one is hilarious. Uh, the new one, Talking Over Clapping, is good. We kind of talked about it a little bit off mic. He's got yeah. a really good bit about stuff leaving your brain, yeah. <laughs> other stuff staying there. Um, basically, a riff on the triple dent gum, yeah, uh, joke from Inside Out. Inside Out. Uh, but it, the 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 place he takes it to was just hilarious and dark, and uh, it was actually a little sad um, in the light of his wife passed away on Friday. Oh, yeah. So that was like mm-hmm. jokes about killing your daughter, like, yeah, dang it, died. yeah, yeah. Uh, but he recorded this months ago. Okay, it's, he didn't okay, know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was, that was kind of in the context that I yeah. had for it, kind of sad, but not in that context. Yeah. It's a very funny bit that goes somewhere super dark, as yeah. I just said. Um, but the other thing I got to watch is this movie called Hush.
1: Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen some, some hype about that around the internet. Oh, man,
0: it's so good, man. Oh, it's so good. It's this movie about this deaf mute woman who is... It's about is Slender Man. now. Is it? Is that what it's? Su- no, no. Oh. I was this joking? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is, they did a bad job then because <laughs> it has nothing to do with Slender Man. No. <laughs> um. No, it's about this deaf mute woman who is kind of terrorized by a murderous psychopath. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> um. That's that's all there is to the plot of that movie, and it is super good. It is so good. Is it, it going to give me nightmares? It depends. Um <laughs> the home invasion subgenre is not something that freaks me out really. Um for two reasons. One, thankfully, I've never had to deal with
1: that. Yeah. I've never
0: lived somewhere that's gotten broken into. Mm-hmm. I've had my car broken into, but that's a little different. Yeah. Um, I you know, it still very much feels like a violation of your space, but not nearly as much as like yeah, the place someone, you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thankfully I've never had to deal with that, so therefore it doesn't freak me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if my house were to get broken into, I might feel differently.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the other reason is because I honestly find them a little bit boring because base level, there's sort of a universal paranoia that comes with just making that movie. You know, that's, that is something that could happen to anyone. Yeah. Rather than like a ghost story or mm-hmm. something like that, anyone could get their house broken into. You yeah. Know? It could happen anywhere. Though most of these home invasion movies happen in the middle of nowhere. I live in an apartment complex. Yeah. If someone was like, I'm going to stand outside your house for four hours, someone else in this complex is going to notice. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Like 20 other people are going to be alerted before anything too crazy happens. What you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not a problem I've had to worry about. Um, but uh, this is a great home invasion movie. It's so good. It's not, I didn't find it particularly scary. It's kind of brutal in some spots. Uh, it's just really well put together. It's really tight. It's only 87 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Everything is propulsive. Everything yeah. moves forward. Um, also, Mike Flanagan, or I think that's his name. I hope that's his name. Mike Flanagan's the director. He has this weird obsession with the senses, but I love it. Uh, he did this horror movie called Oculus that I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but that has to deal with eyeball stuff. So yeah. I'm likely never going to see it because eyeball stuff freaks me out. Me too. <laughs> um <laughs> Like I cannot watch my wife put contacts in. I Me can't. Too. Yeah, I can't use eyedrops. It's <laughs> it's a real problem. Yeah. Uh, so I probably will never see Oculus, though I kind of want to after watching Hush. Um, and so he, by making this woman deaf and mute, he um, he is completely like taken away any sort of agency from her, and she yeah. have any sort of agency we know. And she has to find this new agency through her disability, and it's really good. It's really good the way she kind of comes around to that and is able to use that to her advantage rather than his being able to hear her to his advantage. So... It's a really, really good movie. It's, like, super well thought out. Yeah. It's the smartest I've ever seen two people act in this
1: situation. Uh, both the killer and the woman like in it makes, Like, it makes sense. They make sense. They okay. make smart decisions. So I'm not going to be, like, sitting there, like, yelling, like, Why are you being an idiot? Yes. I might be, like, freaking out. But yes.
0: Okay. Uh, several uh, several interactions between them just had me going, Oh! No. Like I was like, I can't believe that happened! Uh, it's really, really good. And... Uh, Mike Flanagan, he moves the camera with so much purpose. It just lit up all my little movie pleasure centers. (laughs) It was short. There was no fat on it. He put a limitation on himself that he used to his advantage, which is basically there's no talking in the movie. Yeah, Um, It's essentially a silent movie. Uh, And he moves the camera with purpose. like That just hit everything that makes a good movie in my brain. (laughs) Yeah, it was just this like this, like, weird joy that I had watching this woman get terrorized by a guy with a crossbow. Uh. (laughs) Like, it ended and I was like, "Mm, that made me happier than it should have, I feel like. (laughs) But it's super well put together as well. It wasn't like, hey, look at this woman getting knocked around. (laughs) It was, it was, hey, look at how well this movie about this woman getting knocked
1: around is made. We just lost the list. (laughs) (laughs) okay. No, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's
0: really really well made. Uh she overcomes it in the end, spoilers, yeah. I guess. Uh <laughs> so it's fine. Um but yeah, there's there's just really the set pieces are really well thought out mm-hmm. and uh it's it's a good movie, man. It's
1: really good. I'm kind of tempted to watch it, but I feel like I'm going to be freaked out and, like, I'm going to be super on edge most of it, right? Yes. Like, you're just, you're just naturally, you're going to be yeah. tense, okay? Yeah, but it's, it's
0: a crowd pleaser, too. Like, it's it's okay. very entertaining, too. It's not there just to make your nerves snap. Okay. Uh, but it does do that. But that's not its sole purpose. It's not just a horror yeah. movie. Yeah. It's 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 more of a thriller, which mm-hmm. I think the best home invasion movies are more of thrillers mm-hmm. than they are horror movies. Like yeah, the movie The Strangers, mm-hmm. that's more of a horror movie than a thriller. I don't like that movie that much. Yeah. Uh this movie Straw Dogs, that's more of a thriller. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh don't watch Straw Dogs. Anyone listening? Do not watch Straw Dogs. Uh <laughs> I like that movie. Uh it is a Sam Peckinpah movie from the 70s that has a maybe the most brutal rape that I've ever seen on film.
1: Okay, I'm... Yeah, <laughs> alright, uh, yeah, i pass it's, on that uh, one.
0: Dustin Hoffman's in it, he's really good in it, he plays this sort of, like, anti-hero vigilante dark guy, which is not the type of person you associate yeah. Dustin Hoffman with playing. If you're super, super, super interested in the history of film, and you know who Sam Peckinpah is... You kind of know what you're getting into, but you really have to be well read yeah. <laughs> in order to watch this movie, uh, well read in cinema to watch this movie, to know what you're getting into, to know you can handle it. So, mm-hmm. uh, while I think that is probably the yeah. best home invasion movie ever made, yeah. it's also very brutal, but yes. I think that is, there's a correlation there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Straw Dogs yeah. is, is probably, but that movie <sighs> is, is, more of a thriller than a straight-up horror yeah, movie, yeah. you know? Um, it goes from that that brutal rape of of Dustin Hoffman's wife into sort of his revenge on those guys. Yeah. So that's more of a thriller, mm-hmm. right? That's less of a horror movie, more of yeah. a thriller. It plays kind of like a horror movie up through that brutal rape yeah, scene and, and then kind of then... switches gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't... There's no, There's none of that in yeah. Hush, so Hush is much more mild in yes. that sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's actually no... Um, real sense that he wants to do anything sexual okay. with her. It's, she's just a psychopath. So okay. if that is something that really worries you, you don't have to worry about that in
1: hush. Alright. Yeah. So, so it'll if, just be a good thrill ride. Yeah. It's okay. it's
0: yeah, it's a thrill ride of a movie. Like it's
1: a well put together, very well shot. Yeah. Like, okay.
0: Oh man, it's so good. I, I really had a good time watching that movie. Um and I think that's why it does end on uh, her spoilers, I guess, overcoming him is mm-hmm. because it's he wants to just make you like uh, have a thrilling time, like yeah. be excited about it, rather than just be like, Ugh, "sexism sucks." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: all right. Well,
0: I'm gonna check out Hush. Yeah, it's it's worth it, man. Oh gosh, I like I like that movie quite a bit. Um, we have a, some news to talk about. Uh, I think we would be yes. Like, Remiss if we didn't acknowledge the death of a legend, yes, uh, Prince, Prince passed
1: away last week, yeah, what do you what, I mean, aside from sadness, what are your thoughts? uh, I mean, the man was a musical genius, um I feel like, even though I'm like I'm not like super well versed in all of prince's catalog, um you know, I know that he he was just he was just very gifted in all that he did, like, in music, like, in any genre he wanted to tackle. I feel like he's kind of one of those, I don't even know what the word is, like, maybe, like, virtuoso type people where he's just, like, on a different level. Like, I put him in categories with people like Sting and people like that where it's just, like, there's so much going on and, like, their understanding of music is so vast that it's just, like, you could probably do any musical thing that you'd want to. Like, if you wanted to do it, Prince could probably pull it off. So, it is It is a tragedy to have lost him in the musical community.
0: Yeah, I'm going to read you something. All right. These are the instrument credits on one of his albums. ARP pro soloist, ARP string ensemble, arranger, bass, bass vocal, clavinet, composer... Design, drums, finger cymbals, guitar, acoustic guitar, keyboards, moog synthesizer, multi-instruments, just so many they couldn't Mm. list them individually, primary (laughs) artist, producer, syndrome, synthesizer, bass synthesizer, Mm. vocals, background vocals, wind instruments. That's all his instrument credits from his first album that he recorded (laughs) at the age of 19.
1: He like I said, he was he's a prodigy, he was a virtuoso, he was just he was on a different level musically.
0: Gosh. Uh you know, the clip that's been making the rounds is is that performance of while my guitar jumped me weeps. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy. Yep. It's so good. (laughs) um prince just kind of materializes near the end of that clip to just deliver one of the best solos of all time yeah like he's i don't think he's on stage at the beginning of that song and then it's just like oh and here's prince yeah it's like oh we got prince to
1: do this yeah
0: yeah uh the guy like he was just like you said on a different level musically i mean an absolute genius and i think people kind of forget about that yeah um you know when he died i was like man that guy has so
1: many good songs. Yes. He wrote so many good songs. He wrote and...
0: a bunch of songs you probably don't even know yeah. he wrote. Because he wrote a bunch of songs for other people.
1: Yep. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, the dude's a, an absolute legend. And, you know, what does this have to do with movies? Dude made a movie, Purple Rain. Yep. Uh, I've actually never seen it. Me neither. There, there are a bunch of uh, tribute screenings happening mm. around. And uh, Batman... He did the music for the first Batman movie in 1989. Oh, the Tim Burton one? Yeah. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, Danny Elfman did the orchestral stuff, but yeah. all the, like, songs with lyrics are Prince. Oh. Uh, bat Dance. That's Prince. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's in the movie, actually. Really? hmm At the end, when the Joker's having his parade, Prince is performing on one oh, of the on floats. One of floats? Mm-hmm. Oh, on what floats? Oh. Yep, he's, I think that's when he's doing the Bat Dance uh, oh. song. Yep, but, I mean, he was just a killer guitar player
1: yeah
0: uh you know there there are just so many performances of his that have been popping up of yeah just him doing so much he's amazing on the guitar yeah he's
1: gosh i really like prince uh what's your favorite prince song um i mean there's a lot i mean i could say the purple rain you know that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great one but i mean he has a lot of good ones yeah
0: Yep. Little Red Corvette always reminds me of my dad, so mm-hmm. I think that might be my favorite, but I think I also really like the song Kiss. Mm-hmm. I really like that song. A lot. Yeah. Uh, Prince, you will be missed, man. Yes. Like, I would have loved <laughs> to have seen Prince live.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, I talked to, I talk to my parents and <clears throat> my mom was like really big into concerts and stuff, so she's seen a lot of these people, you know, like Prince or, you know, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix, or, um, maybe not Jimi Hendrix, but like the police, or like a lot of people back in like the late 70s, Doobie Brothers, Earth, Wind, Fire, Eric Clapton, like all those people, and it's just like, gosh, you know, it's just like, you know, and I paid like, you know, 10 bucks to go see him, like, you yeah. know, in Sacramento at the wherever, and I'm just like, ah!
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, we were talking off mic last week. My dad saw the Beatles twice, and I think the first time he paid six or eight dollars, and the second time he paid twelve dollars.
1: Yeah. So it's just like.
0: At, at <laughs> the, uh, at the Hollywood Bowl and Dodger Stadium, respectively. Yeah, it's
1: like, what? Yeah. Uh,
0: man. Yeah. Uh, and not that old. He was only 57.
1: Yeah. It's not that old
0: yeah. nowadays. Uh, man. Um, weird guy. Prince was a weird. Yes, guy. he
1: was. Yeah, very interesting. If you ever go watch any interviews, he was a very like eccentric personality. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
0: Although that usually comes with the territory when you are a genius. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little understandable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, devout Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. which I thought was strange. Yes. Uh, like by all accounts, like prayed before every meal. Hmm. So, like basically preached a sermon at his friends when they would get together and do parties. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Uh. Prince is a weird guy.
1: Yeah, but he will be missed. Yep. Uh,
0: Kevin Smith has a great Prince story on YouTube that I watched the other day. Oh. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty hilarious. Um, And uh, because of that, there's actually a whole vault of Prince stuff unreleased. Oh. Yeah, that's that's the basis of Kevin Smith's story is that uh, Prince brought Kevin Smith up to Paisley Park in Minnesota to film something for him. And it never got released. Oh. And his manager told Kevin Smith, like, oh, yeah, this probably isn't going to get released. And he was like, I've been working for a week. What do you mean this isn't going to get released? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, his producer was like, yeah, um, he just kind of stockpiles stuff. It's, it all just kind of goes into a vault. So there's like a whole vault of unreleased Prince material.
1: Wow. The producer,
0: uh, he said that the producer told him that she had produced 50 music videos For Prince that had never been released. Wow. And Kevin Smith was like, oh, like filmed live concert stuff. And she was like, no, like with costumes and dancers and... Wow. Playback and stuff like that. And he was like, oh man, just like alternate videos. And she was like, no, for songs that no one's ever
1: heard. Wow. Yep. Wow.
0: Yep. So there's a whole vault of uh, unreleased Prince material. I wonder
1: how that's all going to play out, you know, with the, you know, whoever's hands it goes into. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It looks like there might be kind of a legal battle. Honestly,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, pretty soon. But I heard that Paisley Park, his his estate in Minnesota, is going to be turned into a museum.
1: Oh, that would be sweet.
0: Yeah, I would actually really like to go to that. <laughs> that would be cool. So before we head into break, I think this is kind of the, the gray area between <laughs> in-between show and before and after <laughs> episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. So, we're going to head into break here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, we're going to preface all of what you're going to hear after the break. Yes. With, uh, this. This is the official kickoff episode to the Before and After Show Summer Movie Extravaganza Part 2. Yep. Now, if you listened a couple episodes ago, we did an in-between show wherein I... Corey and I kind of talked about our history Mm -hmm. with cinema and kind of how the show came to be. Yes. One of the things that was kind of glossed over was how the show came (laughs) to be in its form that you're familiar with right now. And that is in March of 2015. I did an episode with a lot of my friends (laughs) about the movie Furious 7. That, uh, at the time, well, it currently stands as the most downloaded episode (laughs) of the show ever at well over 2,000 downloads. Yes. I didn't understand it at the time. What I learned later on is that what happened is when I tagged the show, I enabled Mm -hmm. downloads on the show on SoundCloud so Mm -hmm. that uh, iTunes can pick it up, or if you don't have a phone with iTunes on it, um... You can download it from the SoundCloud app. Yeah. But also on SoundCloud, you can tag stuff, much like hashtagging. Mm-hmm. Um, you put the little pound sign and type whatever your tag is. And one of the things I tagged was hashtag one last ride, because I usually tag uh, tag the episode with the tagline of whatever the movie is. Yeah. Now, the end of that movie is this very emotional send-off to Paul Walker, since mm-hmm. he died while they were filming it. And there's this uh, Charlie Puth or Puss, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, mm-hmm. slash Lil Wayne uh, song at the end of it. I don't actually know the name of the song. Yeah. But most people thought it was called One, one Last <laughs> Ride. The song is not called One Last yeah. <laughs> Ride. Yeah. But everyone thought it was. So what happened is a bunch of bootlegging websites pulled in all the so- songs from SoundCloud that had hashtag One Last Ride. Yeah. And had... Uh, downloads enabled so over the course of two weeks i saw like 1800 plays on this episode and i was like what is going on here? yeah <laughs> and that uh sort of ignorance is bliss moment i was just like hey thank you guys like this is so crazy i can't believe the show is getting out there this fast um it was exciting it was very exciting that sort of ignorance is bliss moment because it would still be about two weeks before i found out what was going on led to this format. And that format, mm-hmm. the show originally started with me talking about older movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psycho, The Exorcist, I don't know why I chose the two horror movies, uh, The Great mm-hmm. Dictator, yeah. stuff like that. Great! It was a very good experiment in my education on film and film mm-hmm. history and where we came from in cinema. However, no one listened to the podcast. I did. You did. <laughs> uh, but... Seeing a thousand downloads, it was like, all right, I need to start doing movies people have heard of. Yeah. So the very next week I announced the before and after show summer blockbuster extravaganza part one. Mm -hmm. I didn't call it part one at the time, but retroactively, much like Star Wars episode four, yes, (laughs) it is part one. And what that was, was each week I would be taking a new upcoming film Mm -hmm. in... um,
1: a loosely related film, and, right?
0: Yes, and a film that was loosely related to it. It started with The Avengers Age of Ultron and a movie called Ghost World starring Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very lukewarm on Age of Ultron and outright hated Ghost World. <laughs> um, and... Uh, from there, it kind of built into a lot of guests coming on. We did an episode on Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Corey, you joined me for the episode that will live in infamy, yes. Jurassic World. It was a summer
1: of hate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: I love Mad Max.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yep. Um, And and so th- from there, the show has kind of evolved into what you've heard now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a year, which yeah. is crazy. It's been a year since that first summer blockbuster. And um, a lot has changed. Uh, we started a YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. And what better way to go bigger than by expanding out um from just the podcast into the YouTube channel? So if you've been watching the YouTube channel, you've seen this newer uh these 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 YouTube videos have been about our favorite movies. Yes. Now, those are likely going to continue. Mm-hmm. But for the before and after show Summer Blockbuster Extravaganza Part 2, we decided to Do what both sequels do and escalate. Yes. So Mm -hmm. you'll be getting two, basically two episodes a week from here on out. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. one of those episodes will be over on the YouTube channel. So make sure you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes. Before and After Show on YouTube. Hit subscribe over there. New videos every single Tuesday. Yes. New episodes of the podcast every single Thursday. And the way this is going to work is, with the exception of. This week. This week, on Tuesday, you'll be getting either a before and after episode mm-hmm. of an upcoming summer blockbuster. Yes. And it's just going to be the before mm-hmm. or after segment. Yes. Just that. Uh, you won't get what we've been watching. You won't get before and after show film school segments. You won't get news segments.
1: Yep. Just straight to the heart of the movie. Yep.
0: Uh, there won't be an older movie attached to it. Just that. So that's going to be happening every Tuesday on YouTube. Yes. On Thursday, you're going to be getting a full episode of the podcast like we're kind of doing right now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, sometimes there's going to be guests, sometimes there won't be guests. Uh, it's going to be what we've been watching, mm-hmm. news, before and after show, film school. Yep. All that stuff. Sometimes, probably sometimes an older movie, likely not every week because we're already watching a lot. <laughs> um, yes. So the, 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 the thing is, if you get an after episode on Tuesday on YouTube, you'll be getting a before episode on Thursday on the podcast. And if you're getting a before episode on Tuesday on the YouTube channel, you'll be getting an after episode on Thursday. Yes. So it's going to be kind of staggered. And the reason we decided to do this is because This summer is stacked with dates, you guys. Yes, it is. It's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) Um, So, what you're about to hear is just the audio of our first YouTube video, which is before Keanu. Yes. Both the YouTube video and the podcast are being released on Thursday. That's the only time this will happen.
1: This week only.
0: This week only. So, if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, you could probably stop listening as soon as we're done talking. Go to the YouTube channel and watch that. And you'll be good. Yep. You could also finish listening to this podcast, and you won't need to go watch the YouTube channel. We would appreciate it if you would, yes. just so the view will count. Yes. Um, but Tuesday, you want to make sure you subscribe so that you get after Keanu. Because yes. if you don't listen to this episode, you will not hear this audio for after Keanu on next week's episode. Yep. In order to do that, you have to go to the YouTube channel. So, next week's before next week is going to be another before episode of the podcast, and mm-hmm. we're going to be uh, talking before Civil War. That's going to be great. We yeah. also want to know what we thought about Keanu, so that's going to be on YouTube.
1: Yes. So, so, it might seem a little bit confusing, but like, once you kind of get into the rhythm of it and you see in the next couple of weeks, you will probably catch on.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Corey, it was kind of your idea to <laughs> do you go to two episodes a week, Yeah. it as two episodes a week. Yes. And then...
1: You suggested, let's go on YouTube. Yeah, it was
0: this really strange thing where we had just launched the YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, I talked about it with you about what our summer calendar mm-hmm. would be. It's going to be packed. Uh, yes, I'm it will. super nervous <laughs> about it, actually. Uh... <laughs> and i ran it all by my wife and she was like okay but also this ain't be a yourself. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and between the three of us that same night we didn't think to put these episodes on youtube and nope. the next morning i woke up and clear as day the first thought i had when i woke up was one of these needs to be on youtube yes so that's where this this sort of came from so welcome officially yes. to the before and after show summer blockbuster extravaganza part 2
1: where bigger is better.
0: Yep. I don't like that tagline. Uh, no. That was very suggestive. <laughs>
1: just going, just rolling off the cuff, so... Yep. Uh, we'll
0: come up with a better tagline yes, than that. But uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, you will hear the audio only of the Before Keanu YouTube video. Yes. So... Until next time, uh, make sure you go hit subscribe because that's the only way you're going to hear after Keanu is if you go check on YouTube on Tuesday. Yep. Go like our Facebook page. We'll be posting both the YouTube
1: video and the uh... podcast there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, go subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. You know, we're just going to have an influx of content coming up. Um, So you just content on all fronts. So just be subscribed and you'll see whenever it comes out.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we are looking forward to it. Yeah, so be either sweetie. go to <laughs> stop here and go to YouTube, or keep listening here, and you don't have to go to YouTube. Yep. Until Tuesday. Yes. So this is we try to be kind of timeless on the show a little bit. I mean, I guess with release dates and stuff like that, uh, it's it's we're kind of locked into a certain disposability with these yes. episodes. This one more so than ever because it's dependent on Thursday and Tuesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you go. To the, uh, YouTube page, you'll know if, you know, you'll know what's there, we'll put them in playlists. Yeah, you'll, very you'll, you'll, you'll clearly we'll yeah. say
1: after or before. Yes,
0: yeah. uh, so yeah, that's the before and after show, uh, summer blockbuster extravaganza part two, and welcome to it. Yeah. Uh, we in it now, is Hercules Mulligan from Hamilton would yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep, so we'll take a break, and we hope to see you on YouTube and the podcast. Yes. Hello, weary internet travelers. I'm uh, MJ Smith. And I'm Corey Tindall. And this is the first YouTube video of the before and after show... Summer Blockbuster Extravaganza 2. Yes! So, (laughs) last summer, we had the Before and After Show Summer Blockbuster Extravaganza Part 1, where we completely changed the format of the Before and After Show, and that is the format we've actually stuck with since. Yes. And uh, this year, we are amping that up by giving you two movies a week, However, one of them is going to be on the podcast, and Mm -hmm. one of them is going to be right here on YouTube. Yeah. So, these YouTube videos are going to be shorter than the podcast. It's just going to be the before and after segments. Yes. So, if you want to know what we've been watching this week, if you want to be a student in the before and after show film school, if Mm -hmm. you want to hear us talk about current movie news... Go listen to the podcast. Yes. Also, it's going to be a different movie than what we're talking about here. Mm. Except this episode specifically. Yeah.
1: So So (laughs) this
0: one episode, just this episode, let me stress that again, (laughs) just this episode, if you've already listened to the podcast this week, there's no reason for you to watch the YouTube video aside from giving us the view. So you can turn this off after like 45 seconds, I think, is when the view counts. (laughs) Uh, So do that. And then you can go about your day yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast yet and or if you
1: just to like see our faces yes you know if you like hanging out (laughs) with us
0: uh in person but if you also if you if you haven't listened to the podcast welcome um yes go listen to the podcast because we will be talking about some movie news and what we've been watching this week and uh that's it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in, in that episode of the podcast, there is no before yeah. and after show film school in that episode. But uh, you can hear what we've been talking about and kind of hear why we decided to do this. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's get started. This episode is before Keanu. Yes. Now, Keanu is the n- new and first movie from Key and Peele mm-hmm. of Key and Peel fame mm-hmm. from Comedy Central. So they don't
1: know who they are. Go look up substitute teacher
0: or everything they've ever yes, done. Yeah. <laughs> just fall. It's, it's, they're the least potato chips of uh, comedy sketch duos. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, you can't watch just one of yeah. their videos. Um, so it's kind of this riff on John Wick where <laughs> they jo- Jordan Peel, his character adopts a kitten and he it's like gets kidnapped yeah. <laughs> by what appear to be drug dealers. And so him and Keegan-Michael Key have to go rescue this kitten from these drug dealers. Yes. So I know this seems weird to be kicking off summer movie season with this, but uh, it's just because of release schedules. And I'm really excited for this movie. But we'll get into that in a second. Corey, what what do you think about Key and Peele and uh, Keanu? Um,
1: I mean, Key and Peele, I think they're hilarious. Uh, like we said, go watch their stuff. They're just... I just feel like they understand comedy in mm-hmm. a way that we so, like, just don't... Like, so frequently we don't get comedians who understand it that well. So, I mean, they're really good. I've been looking forward to this movie. Um... It's kind of like a weird, like, you showed me the trailer a couple months back. I didn't even know this was happening. And so I was like, oh, well, I love cats. (laughs) (laughs) You do.
0: You are a cat whisperer of sorts.
1: Yes, I do. I dabble in the cat whispering magic. No. So I'm kind of excited about that aspect. But they're just hilarious. I've seen them, like, cameo in other things, Mm -hmm. too, you know, outside of, uh, you know, their stuff. And I think that they are just funny. All around funny. Yeah
0: yeah I think they are some of the smartest comedy writers out there, and I think they're also some of the most committed comedy actors out there um in in a very professional sense, not in an in a dry or unfunny sense, but I think they can commit to a character and just stay locked yeah. in that character for i mean I think you could just let them go for four or five days yeah. and they'd be fine. <laughs> Um, and, 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 you know, you can tell when one of them is trying to make the other break, but I don't think I've ever seen either of them start to break in any of their stuff. And I think the quality of their sketches is head and shoulders above any other sketch show out there. Yeah. Not necessarily in terms of jokes, although yes, in terms of jokes, but just the Mm. way they film stuff, everything is like a tiny movie on their show. Like everything looks amazing on the show. So I think they... They work with directors who have a really keen eye. And it looks like they did that on Keanu. Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I love, love, love John Wick. I think that's such a good movie. And these guys riffing on that just seems like a perfect match. (laughs) Um, Do you have a favorite Key and Peele sketch?
1: Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I think the substitute teacher one, that is... Man, I think that was my introduction to them, but it's really good. The Mexican standoff is a really good one, too. <laughs> That's my favorite
0: one. I love that one. Uh,
1: were you just a gun? <laughs> Uh, go watch that uh, one too. If please you go
0: watch Mexican Standoff. That's my favorite one. That's my that one was done on Rocket Jump. So my favorite one from the show is probably the East West Bowl, mm-hmm. where they're making fun of the uh, the football players that have h- hilariously stupid names. Yeah, uh, I love almost every single one of those sketches. But yeah, so with Keanu, the trailers have been coming out for I feel like almost half a year now. Like I feel like they've been marketing this for a really long time. And I just noticed this last week that they've changed the name of the movie a little bit. And that has me nervous. Um, I saw a TV spot yesterday that ended and when the title card showed up, instead of just saying Keanu, it said Keanu Gangsta Kitten. Which is very weird to me. (laughs) It makes me feel like the, the the marketing team feels like no one knows that Keanu is that kitten movie. They just see the kitten movie and don't know what the name of it is. Yeah. So they're like, oh, people are going to show up and be like, let me see that Gangsta Kitten movie. <laughs> and so they decided to get ahead of that and put the name on it. But they did the same thing with Edge of Tomorrow a couple years ago. Yeah. And the way they marketed it made the movie seem like it was called Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. And so everyone was like, I want to see Live, Die, Repeat, but then it never came out to them because it was actually called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And so they were like, "When did where did that Live, Die, Repeat movie go? And then when the movie came out on DVD, it changed the name back to Live, Die, Repeat, Yeah. Colon, edge of tomorrow yeah so it feels obscusing. like they're doing that with keanu and i really don't want them to do that with keanu because edge of tomorrow was one of the best movies of 2013 yes, it was. 2014 yeah and i feel like keanu could be the best comedy of the year and i just do, i want people to go see it you know so mm-hmm. i'm nervous about that what do you think
1: um i i didn't know that news until right now when you shared it with me so that's kind of weird i I do know what you're talking about with the Edge of Tomorrow thing because I saw that film and I loved it. But it was really strange how they marketed it and then, like, kind of changed the name at the last minute. It's like, what are you doing? It's just confusing people. So that's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. But I think, as far as my expectations for Keanu go, I think it's going to be hilarious. I think it looks so funny. And I I think they they have not even scratched the surface on the hilarious jokes that are in the movie just because I feel like they know comedy so well. They know that they had to hold back in the trailers. So I've heard people talk about how the trailers aren't that funny, but I feel like that's maybe on purpose mm-hmm. so that the really hilarious stuff can happen in the movie itself.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So I I think Jordan Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key are one of the best on-screen duos in recent memory. Mm-hmm. I hope they keep doing more stuff. I'm really excited to see what they do after this. Yeah. They have said that they, they did a Reddit AMA uh, late last week and they said that they're going to keep making stuff together so it seems like there's uh, Mm -hmm. you know like a new abbott and costello uh on the rise Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm pretty excited about that actually yeah so yeah that's uh that's our take on keanu and what Mm -hmm. our expectations are yep i know this came out on a thursday but from here forward our episodes are going to come out our youtube episodes are going to be coming out on Tuesday. tuesday so check back this next tuesday For our final thoughts on Keanu, our after episode on it. And uh, in the meantime, go listen to the podcast. Uh, Next Thursday, we're going to be talking about Civil War. Yeah. And we're going to be having a special guest Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: and a new episode of the Before and After Show Film School. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a big week on the podcast. So make sure you go subscribe there. Make sure you go subscribe here. Uh, follow me on Twitter at MJSmith891. Follow me at CatInTheHat49 on Twitter. You can follow the show at Before and After Pod. That's at before, the letter N, after pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, email the show, BeforeAndAfterShow at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Go Leave a comment.
1: Us, follow us on Facebook. Yep,
0: like yeah. the Facebook page. Uh, you can find us across most social media. Yes. Just kind of plug our name in and see what pops up. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, until next time, go watch Keanu. Yeah.
1: Do,